I'll tell you what, let's just pop into my box. Your box? What could it get in your box going to do? What an extraordinarily long and involved answer this is going to be. How do we stop it getting in? We're trapped in here. Nothing gets through these doors. But they're made of wood. They've got windows. No, this is hard to believe. I know you're not exactly a sci-fi person. Welcome back, everyone. This is episode number 42 of Discussing Who. We are reviewing the pilot, which is episode number one of series 10 of Doctor Who. And joining us again, he's been away for a couple of weeks because, as we all know, we were away for a couple of weeks minus episode 41. Mr. Lee Shackelford. Hey, Lee. Hey. Good to be back. Good to have you back. Good to be talking about a recent episode of Discussing Who. I mean, excuse me, Doctor Who. I'm excited. You can, I, can't, I can't even get the words out right. I'm so excited. Well, welcome back. Glad you're here. Thank you. And always with us is Mr. Clarence Brown. Hey, Clarence. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing? Uh, pretty good. What about you? Doing, doing well, doing well. Glad to be back. You know, it's our first time uh, doing an episode during an active season of Doctor Who, which feels kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I mean, right. yeah. I just feel like I want to like go like fry some chips <laughs> or something. <laughs> Don't know why. Just, just you know, um, just. Did anybody say, say Kyle that. Jones? You, you said Kyle Jones, didn't you? Uh, mm-hmm. No, I didn't. Well, okay. Uh, guess yeah. what? My name is Kyle Jones, and. <laughs> okay. uh, I'm going to be discussing who tonight. <laughs> so, but uh, seriously, it's good to have not. all three of us. Uh, yeah, what? It, um, it's good to have all three of us back. And like Clarence said, it, we're actually reviewing a live season of yeah. Doctor Who. So that's cool. So before we go forward, let me say this. If you're listening and you've not watched the pilot, which is episode one, Put us on pause, you know, uh, save the podcast, download it, subscribe to iTunes, or however you want to listen to us. Go watch the pilot, choose, choose your medium, watch the pilot, come back and listen to us because there are spoilers abound. So, you know, fair, fair notice, spoilers. 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 It is now available on Amazon and iTunes, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So I don't know of any other uh, ways to to get it. Um, so uh, let me ask you. you yeah. Let me ask you guys mm. something. Uh, and mm. and Lee, I'll ask you first. What do oh. um, you know? Because Clarence, I know you're 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 recording it right now uh, to uh, your um, DVR right now. So I know how you're getting it. Do you, Lee? Do you do? Um, iTunes or do you do Amazon? Uh, Amazon, uh, just because I I have a lot of other things, <laughs> you know. It's whatever you start out with, I guess. I I now have all this video in um, Amazon Video, um, but we also have BBC America at my house, and so I recorded the show. But um, God love them, BBC America does like to cut these episodes all to pieces. <laughs> yeah, they uh, do. 
And the episode was a little longer than usual. I think it was actually, it was on the schedule as being an hour 10. And um, so my DVR obligingly cut off oh, right at the climax man. of the, uh, so, yeah. So I had to, I had to wait until the next day for Amazon to release it so I could see what the last, you know, two lines of dialogue were in the episode. So, um, yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Your your wireless phone that you use, is it an iOS device or is it an Android? It's a droid. Okay. so let, this, this was the droid I was looking for. Uh, well, let me tell you why I asked that. Because I've always done, and I almost did the Amazon route this time. And I always do the iOS mainly because i got a Mac and, you know, have the iPhone. Here's one thing that I do not like about um, the... Um, you know, the iOS version or the, you know, the iTunes version with the DRM that's in place, you cannot even do a screenshot if you can't take a picture of what you're watching. Because if you take a screenshot on your Mac of whatever you're watching that you just purchased, that screenshot is nothing but a gray picture. Yep. <laughs> and that's the other reason why I use Amazon. So, you know, I, you know, I almost did. And, I, you know, next Series 11, you guys remind me, I want to do the Amazon route next time. But, you know, it was like, really? I paid for this. It would be different yeah. if I didn't. But I paid for this. Mm -hmm. And I can't even take a screenshot so that I can blow it up and look at something in a picture. It's true. So. Yeah. And, and we all know that piracy is one of the biggest issues, you know, in the uh, – in the electronic world, but uh, but this is yeah. Th this always strikes me as a case of punishing the innocent for the sins of the guilty. It's like, look, we just want to make a screenshot for our podcast, okay? Yeah, you know? exactly. Well, my thought my thought on that is, if you're so worried about piracy, go you know, go uh, swim around in the Caribbean or something, and you know, be done with. <laughs> so. Not the same, Cal. Not the same. Yeah, I know, same. but <laughs> but still. All right, so uh, relativity speaking, uh, Lee, you want to tell us what's the latest on the Relativity podcast? Well, we are floating in space um, with the, the poor schmuck, uh, Dr. Mason. We are uh, we we have uh, backing thanks to the the great people who uh, jumped on our Patreon campaign, including the two of you guys. And um, so you know we're committed. We're going to uh, at least do another ten episodes uh, right away, just as soon as uh, somebody, i.e., me, can get his <laughs> schedule clear to get back to work on it. So, it's it's one it's one of the busiest times of the year for me with with school and other things that I do. So, coming soon to a pair of ears near you, though. So, so that's where we are. Cool, cool. Well, I think you know I speak for both Clarence and I in saying. Uh, Hurry up and write more episodes. We're, we want episode 11. There you go. Oh, yeah. Left us on extra finger. I do have it on paper. I do actually have it on paper. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you know, I have a feeling if you needed story editors or story consultants, you know, or sh uh, whatever you want to call them, whatever the fancy word, I, I probably know two people that would probably be good candidates for them. Yeah. There's a know. lot of probably's in there. But yeah. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Clarence, tell us a little bit about something we talked about last um, episode on episode 41, uh, Grits. Remind everyone what that is. Yeah, Grits is just uh, a community of like-minded creators here in the Mississippi area that are getting together to try and, uh, you know, kind of have a cohesive um, 
following and get out there and and then the places where we can group together and actually go to cons and things like that or maybe uh, get involved in local things here in the Mississippi area. Uh, this is just our place where we're going to do all that stuff. And the name of the group is Grits Geeks Recording in the South. And uh, there's a website if you want to check out some of the creators that we have right now. It's just uh, gritsms.com. And yeah, yeah. And uh, it's, it's, it's going good so far and having fun with it. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, you know, I'll, I, you know, I'll say this. We've already seen, um, you know, some cool networking. Uh, there's a what is it? Uh, Reality Breached podcast that has done a interview with the comic book shop that I actually go to every week, which I thought that was you know very cool. So yeah, I was really surprised to see the uh, see uh, Comic Commander pop up on there. <laughs> it was really cool. Uh, I forgot the guy's name, but the the guy was always in there when we go. It was cool seeing him on there. I didn't get to listen to the whole thing, but what I heard was pretty good. And we just want those guys to continue to uh, you know. Stay involved locally and and um, try to bring out some of this geek culture here in Jackson, Mississippi. That's kind of off in corners. We want to bring it to the limelight. But um, you know, let me put uh, Lee in on a, uh, a little uh, info on on this place. Th- this this particular comic shop uh, has uh, it's upstairs for one thing. So you so you have to you know you walk in this door, you ascend the stairs that are lined with comic book related. Uh, merchandise and uh, you know posters and whatnot and at the top of the stairs of course you know it's a comic book shop well i'm not a dog person i am i'm saying this on the air right now i'm not a dog person (laughs) and the guy that's in there that has this dog named coco which is actually a dog that i like so the simple fact that that dog is a dog that i like there's there is something cool about that comic book shop so fyi (laughs) <laughs> I've never seen a dog, man. I've been there twice and never seen a dog. All right, so the next time you go, you've got to uh, just say the word Coco and he'll pop up. Okay. Clarence, the dog only exists in Kyle's mind. <laughs> Good uh, one. Good. going on there, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. Good one. <laughs> we got reality bleed. <laughs> <laughs> Very. That was a good one. All right. So uh, coming up in about uh, well less than three weeks from now is Hulanta uh, 2017. It will be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And as we mentioned in episode 41, all three of us on this podcast right now are going. And Lee, have you by chance, I'm going to put you on the spot, have you Mm -hmm. had a chance to listen to episode 41? I have not. Okay, well, uh, I'm I'm not going to ruin the the laugh that I was about to give you and (laughs) and talk about. So I encourage you to listen to uh, us talk about all the stars that are coming. We're not going to mention all of them, but we will say that... uh, uh, Nicola Bryant, as well as Colin Baker, the Sixth Doctor, will be at Hulanta. So we're excited about that. And you, oh, yeah. Lee, need to go listen to episode 41 so you can understand what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to Time Gates before, and um, they, it, 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 to me, it is that sweet spot of cons. It is big enough that they can attract, well, like in this case, they're, they're happy that for the first time they have a doctor and one of his companions. And um, yes, that that that, that were paired so that's cool. at, on the screen together, right? Exactly, and uh, right, 
And um, but you know, but it's also not so big that it's just uh, you just feel like you're being stepped on all the time. So, and that may change, of course, as as so often happens. But uh, <laughs> right now, I just I just love the I love the scale of of uh, of of, um, of Hulanta as it's being called now. But yeah. So anyone listening who's listening to us before uh, May the fifth, and you ha- happen to be going, if you see three guys walking around, we'll, we will have black shirts on that will have the discussing who podcast uh written on the front you know come up and say hi to us uh we will be there on friday we will be there on saturday and then of course you know we'll be traveling back home on sunday so you may not see us on sunday but uh you will see us we will be there friday and saturday so gentlemen are you ready to get in the news yeah let's do it all right cool so the only thing that I have is the, again, you know, spoilers, but the only thing that I have in the news is the maybe red herring, but that Capaldi may be leaving prior to Christmas. Clarence, what do you think? Um, you know, I really don't have a clue. <laughs> I've been hearing some of the rumors you've been talking about with who might be the next doctor and I don't know. This is hard to keep under wraps for so long. So, I mean, I definitely could see for that reason alone a, a good a good reason for them to do it earlier. But, man, December is a long time to wait. And to keep that hidden, hidden uh, which uh, I don't know if we want to give a spoiler who we think it is, I'll let you do that. All right. Well, Lee, I mean, I think it's pretty much, you know, the, well, we've we've said spoilers abound. So anyone listening, you know, they've taken fair warning that spoilers exist so lee what what do you think uh do you think he's going to leave and if so do you want to comment on who the speculation is uh no and no uh i i i um uh, our our buddy ian bissett was uh, uh talking about this just the other day that he's he feels like he's reached his, his saturation threshold with spoilers and and news tidbits and so on and um and i realized i am too i really don't want to talk about it anymore I, uh, now that the series has begun, I would like to experience this as a surprise week after week, you know, including uh, the the inevitable uh, transition from uh, twelve to thirteen, and um, yeah, so that, that's where I'm at. All right. Well, you know what? I, I'll I'll answer I'll answer that by this. If it's the Mirror talking about it, you know, and it's been out several days, and the BBC still hasn't confirmed anything. You know, I'm I'm not going to mention the name other than saying if it is true, considering that I've seen this person, I won't say male or female, but I will say seen this person on something else previously. Mm, I mean, I think I would be fine with that, but I will say this about spoilers. Why do you guys think that they, being the BBC, release the fact that John Sim was returning as the master. Why not keep that under wraps? Um, that that feels little. I mean, that feels less of a huge spoiler to me. I mean, eventually somebody would have saw him and said that he was on set. So, I mean, still that I don't I don't consider that a big spoiler. It's just somebody that's going to be on a show or two, maybe. But I mean, the knowing who the next doctor is is huge. It's huge, and I have to agree with Lee. Um, it would be so much more uh, impactful if we just found out on that night 
of watching the show. And I know it's almost impossible in the days of the Internet to keep something on under wraps. But to just have that surprise would be something that would be the payoff for it would be way worth it. Mm. You know, I don't I don't agree that it's almost impossible. And I'm going to give you an example. And that example being the night of the doctor with Paul McGann returning. <laughs> that was a complete surprise. And I, yeah. and, and, I, and I loved it so much. If somebody had just said, hey, watch this, it's going to have the eighth doctor in it, you know? Wah, wah. <laughs> but really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the genius of that was that it was a complete, I'm not the doctor you, you were expecting. Wow. <laughs> he certainly wasn't. That was great. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so here's my here's my memory of the night of the doctor. So I'm I'm sitting at work mid morning, and this person comes into my office and says, "Hey, you know, you got just a minute." And you know, we all know who this person was, Clarence. Uh, and he says, "You know, Clarence walks up and he was like, hey, do you have just a minute?'" And, uh, I was like, "Sure." And he says, "Well, there's a uh, you know a mini episode for the thirtieth, I mean the fiftieth anniversary." you might want to watch. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And so it says, you know, the night of the doctor and or whatever, and it starts. And I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. And explain, because uh, I've never asked you this question, explain the look on my face when I realized, because you had already seen it, <laughs> explain the look on my face whenever I realized who that was when he says, and not the doctor you were expecting. Well, first off, I'm surprised. I'm I'm surprised myself that I can get the one up on you on anything Doctor Who. So <laughs> the, the fact that I brought it to you and you hadn't seen it probably yeah, surprised yeah. me more than you. Um, but yeah, you, for real. I mean, but you were, yeah, the look on your face, you were, you were shocked. And, you know, it's those moments that I want to have. That's why I don't want to be spoiled about the Doctor, you know, six months in advance to when we're going to see him or whatever. It's just that surprise and that all of the moment that you get, I mean, that you got. So um, you just need more of that. Well, you know, I remember, uh, you know, when they announced Capaldi, that it was a live televised simulcast between the UK and the U.S. of the new doctor. I mean, it was a televised special. And I just don't see the new doctor being released on a tabloid as opposed to some fanfare. Yeah. You know, if it's the mirror and nobody else, that in itself is suspicious. Correct. 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 And, uh, so let's, uh, at this point, um, unless you guys have any other news, I'm ready to get into, uh, the pilot. Dig in, man. Let's do it. All right. So we start at the beginning of the pilot, with Bill and she's walking in to his office. Take it away. Either one of you. Well, the first, <laughs> the first thing that jumps out at me about this is, uh, Noro, when he walks in, uh, we don't, we have really got no explanation what happened to Noro or how he was put back together, but he's kind of, <laughs> He's kind of squeaking when he walks in like a robot and a screw falls from his uh, wrist. I'm like, what's going on with that? <laughs> so, I mean, Norta was the big surprise in, in that little scene right there. And um, also, I'm going to give one of you guys a chance, but also uh, I got trolled in the first few minutes. Of course, we heard the guitar and saw the sonic shades. <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> okay, so, so was he wearing the shades? 
When he peeked through, I think he was wearing. Oh, uh, okay. Because I didn't. I didn't. Maybe I mentally blocked them out. I don't remember the. Sh- I mer- of course remember the guitar, but I don't remember the shades. Yeah, yeah, they definitely were there. <laughs> All right. So, Lee, what did you think about that office scene? Um, well, delightful to see here the uh, uh, the uh, cup full of uh, sonic screwdrivers from uh, over the years. <laughs> Um, but of course, that was another one of those things that had been spoiled for us because we'd seen that in uh, um, studio shots. I just uh, backed up my video of it uh, since I can do that, and uh, he was indeed wearing the Sonics, the Sonics sunglasses. And uh, then he steps back out and comes back in without them or the guitar. Yeah. So uh, anyway, but um, very quickly we learn that um, he's been the professor at uh, this university for some. She says for like fifty years. Yeah, which we know is possible for him. Apparently, uh, time lords don't age inside their own incarnation very much. We, we <laughs> sort of established that, so it's possible that he's now skipped back in time and has been there for fifty years, uh, just doing this for whatever reason. And I love that as a mystery. Yeah. Um, it's also cool. Uh, this is uh, that we're doing episode number forty-two right now. That is because very cool. What 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 do we know? The number forty is the significance of the number forty-two in the science fiction fantasy universe. Answer: Life, meaning, and everything. <laughs> it is indeed. It is the uh, the answer to the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything. Douglas Adams, who was a story editor on Doctor Who, you know, and wrote uh, huh. several unforgettable episodes, um, including one that was never completed. Correct. Shada. Uh, Shada. Shada. Yes. Shada. Yeah. So Shada is is kind of um, that it's it's almost like the ultimate obscure Doctor Who episode because you know it, it had to be released years after the fact and kind of bookended with narration and so on just so you can get it out there. But Shada deals with among other things a renegade Time Lord who is posing as a university professor who hmm. has been there forever, um, apparent maybe literally forever, and um, the Fourth Doctor and Romana uh, turn up to. Um, confront him with the fact that they know what he's up to <laughs> that is professor chronotis whose uh whose name is uh should be transparent <laughs> why exactly. do people not ask him why his name is chronotis <laughs> but see that's uh, everywhere that i don't use my real name on the internet i'm professor chronotis and that's where that joke comes from so we come into this pilot and apparently our doctor the 12th doctor He's he's playing Professor Cronotus. He's doing the same yeah. thing that he he saw uh, somebody else do many 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 years ago. So um, that really tickled me. And then I so that's a Douglas Adams idea. And then I thought, holy smoke, that's going to be on our episode number forty two. And wasn't the version of the TARDIS that he stole? Speaking of forty two, wasn't it a old Mark forty two TARDIS? Uh, they they call it a Type Forty. Type Four. Uh, type T-T- Forty. Okay. Yeah. Type Forty. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was TT close. for time travel. The TT Type Forty. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, Forties yeah, are are important for some reason. But, <laughs> I, uh, but anyway, yeah. I, I I I since Moffat is of course a big fan of of this show. You know, I I assume that this is a deliberate reference to Shada here that uh, to have the Doctor doing this. So, um, but yeah, and and this is. Um, we know that he's going to be adopting another companion here, right? Right. But so, I th- think a lot who have who have been through this process now for forty years or however long we've been watching, um, it's um, 
we watch it closely. You know, we want to see how how this is going to be negotiated. And, and I like this. He is a, he's recruiting her as a student. Yeah. And not as a not as a traveling companion. And uh, I, I really like because of her obvious curiosity and her her intellectual acuity, and uh, which I think are good reasons for liking somebody. Yeah, and she's not actually a student. She's just kind of attending. She works his in the class. cafeteria. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which I don't know if that was an obvious nod to Steve Jobs because he kind of did the same thing. Uh, he just went to some classes after he dropped out. So I thought that was pretty cool. I don't know if it was on on purpose. Huh. <laughs> well, no, I didn't know that. But but a lot of people can can say the same thing. You know, they, uh, that's the story they tell at um, was it USC I think about uh, Steven Spielberg is it was sort of like who's that guy? You know, um, <laughs> I don't know. He just keeps coming to classes. So did you guys notice anything else about the desk? Oh, certainly. Well, there's River Song and uh and I and I was I was tickled to see this because it sort of shows that I'm getting old, I guess, but that the internet was just lit up to people saying, "But who was that other girl?" <laughs> <laughs> really? I'm saying. Seriously? But yeah. you know, we we haven't seen we haven't seen Susan before. Well, we have seen Susan before in the series, but not not referenced so that we know who she is. Not referenced yeah. in the sense of he's actually looking at her picture at one point and talking to her. Yes. Yeah. Shut up. Right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> exactly. So let me say this, and I'm just going to go ahead and and just be blunt and say it. And Clarence, you know, just forgive me for what I am about to say, Uh-oh. but but. The way Capaldi was without Clara, it was like I was immediately within 10 minutes saying, why, why, why is he having to leave now? Why couldn't Clara have left two years ago? Because <laughs> the whole dynamic of his, he, he just had an energy about him and a likability for me that I've not had for two years. I mean, he was really? fun. And it was it was just huh. really really different f- for me with him, and I think it's because there was no Clara. Mm. So, you know, I just got to say it. It was it it, it it was just 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 different. Yeah, I can't I can't um, I don't know about that one because I'm trying to think of why he felt different to you. Um, he attempted to have fun before, hence the <laughs> the glasses and the shade uh, and the uh, and a guitar. Yeah. So I'm right. trying to figure out what would what's leading you to think that he's more fun now. Uh, a little fresher, I, I'll agree with that part because, of course, Bill makes him. Uh, it brings out questions that we have for him. She's kind of our surrogate, so I do think he's fresher, but more fun. I I I don't know. I wait and see. Okay, all right, I'll give you that. So before we move on, I want to talk a couple of more things that I noticed from that scene and me uh, freezing frame and looking at the desk. Um, there, sitting on the desk was either a wood or some type of raven. So, you know, speaking of Clarence harking back, there was a raven there. Whether I know he doesn't remember what Clara looks like, doesn't remember Clara, but still, there was a raven on the desk. Um, there was between the picture of Susan and River... There was this globe, little like paperweight looking thing, even though yeah. it didn't totally look like it, but it reminded me of one of the stasis cubes from the day of the doctor. Just, mm. just, you know, throwing that out there. Well, of course, you guys already mentioned sonic screwdriver. 
Now, over on the other side, this, so this would be on the left-hand side of the desk, there was this wire-framed um, piece of, I don't want to say artwork, but I'm going to call it artwork. There was some this little small sculpture kind of thing uh, under a glass, and even though it was like gold wire, if it had have been turned blue and white, to, that would have looked like the scar tissue of his time travels through the name of the, you know, it was shown in the TARDIS and the name of the doctor. To me, that's, that's kind of what that looked like. Hmm. So I thought, you, I thought I was going to say flux, flux capacitor, but that'll work. What you said it'll work too. <laughs> and another interesting thing, when he was standing, when she was talking, explaining why she was coming or, or talking about making chips actually. But when she, when he was standing at the window, he picks up, an album well the the album title is his master's voice hmm you know just to maybe a play on words but you know his mm -hmm. master's voice there oh yeah i thought another good thing about this whole scene is when uh, when she was asking what to call him um he says he's calling the doctor and then she's like, Dr. What? I thought that was pretty funny. I mean, the joke's been made before, but yeah. still, I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> it's always good. Yeah, but you know what? She changed it because it's always, you know, the doctor, Dr. Who. She said, Dr. What? So, yeah. Yeah. you know, and, it, uh, and about the same time, um, right before he walks over and she says that, I actually thought of Angie, who was on a couple of, with us, uh, a couple of episodes ago and we'll be back next week actually when bill asked is that a police box did you build it from a kit i thought of angie <laughs> making the comment of no they've got a yeah. kit you can go on the web and look that up so i thought of her actually when they <laughs> that said was exactly that. I, I thought of her too that that remark <laughs> at that exact yeah. moment too. I said, is, that, is that a is that a joke about people building tardises it, it would have to be wouldn't it yeah I, yeah I, I can't think of any other reason for it it was how'd you get it in here <laughs> right the crane. All right. So yeah. let me ask you: Did 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 the uh, and no Wikipedia cheating? If you don't know, did did the foster mom? Did she look familiar to either one of you? No, uh, not me. Lee, what about you? Well, I'm always you know sort of prey to the the, the joke. They say that there's only 20 actors in Britain in Britain because we we see them in <laughs> everything. So. Yeah, I've just gotten accustomed to saying, yeah, I'm sure I've seen her somewhere else before. <laughs> All right, so she has actually been in Doctor Who previously. She was in 2007's uh, Gridlock, the uh, episode where uh, the 10th Doctor is telling Martha at the end about what had happened to Gallifrey, and so it ends with that. She is the lady who was, or the wife, that was married to the cat man. That, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, they so just had kittens. They had just and they had just had kittens exactly. Brannigan. So um, so that's who because uh, I kept looking okay. and I was like, okay, um, you know, this woman looks familiar, and I just did a Google search of um, of Bill Potts' stepmom. Who is she on Google? <laughs> and that's how, that's okay. how I found it. Well, here's a related thing that I, I'm looking at uh, because I'm watching this on Amazon. They have the 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 uh, feature they call X-ray, you know, which is. Uh, sort of trivia about the the episode that you can you bring that up as an option and I, i've now looked at this several times in the first couple of minutes of the episode 
one of the uh, the X-ray boxes that's up says um, Mina Anwar was a series regular in the spinoff The Sarah Jane Adventures. Really? Huh. And all I can say is, yes, she was, but she's <laughs> she's not in this. So why are you talking about me? So I keep watching to see if I can find where Mina Anwar is. But, but at least we know she was yeah. in the spinoff series. <laughs> she, for some reason, they're alerting me to the fact that she was in Sarah Jane. I was, yeah, I remember her. By where is she in this episode? Anyway. There are certainly a lot of people in this episode. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, at this point, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back in just one moment. Hop aboard the TARDIS and set your coordinates for Hulanta, Atlanta's premier Doctor Who convention, May 5th to the 7th at the Marriott Atlanta Century Center. Meet 6th Doctor Colin Baker, Perry Brown, actress Nicola Bryant, Jackie Tyler, actress Camille Kuduri, scriptwriter Jamie Matheson, artist Kelly Gates and Mark Maddox, representatives from Retro TV, authors, podcasters, and more. There will be discussion panels, Q&As, a cabaret, a masquerade, live music, dance on the Orient Express, a dealer's room, kids' activities, and fun for the whole family. For more information, go to Hulanta.com, Hulanta 2017. Don't miss it. All right, we are back with our episode number 42 review of Doctor Who Series 10, Episode 1, The Pilot. And we have just been talking about the people who are showing up on Amazon and who are um, companions of the Doctor. And we've got a new companion in Bill Potts. So, Clarence, what did you think overall about Bill at this point or even throughout the whole episode, what was your take on Bill? Um, I liked her. I liked her. I liked her. Um, I don't know how I really feel about the, I don't know how to put this. I wish that they didn't have to make a big deal about her sexuality in the show. Um, I think it could have just easily been organic. We could have just saw the episode and been like, Oh, Okay. I get it, you know, without it having to be a big announcement or however it leaked before the uh, the show came out. I thought it was done well and it was elegant enough where they could have just played the show and let us uh, just, just experience it for ourselves. So, um, yeah, I enjoyed her. I enjoyed her. She um, had a few moments to where she had to uh, have some emotional scenes. And I thought, the, as well as being frightened, so I thought those were both re- really well done. And as an actor, I really, really liked her, and I can't wait to see how she is in the rest of the episodes. All right, so what Lee, about you guys, Lee? What do you think? Yeah, same. I was just uh, really immediately drawn to her. I think she's really compelling. She has, she has a wonderfully expressive face, and that's oh yeah. Um, this is a uh, this this director really likes to get the camera and people's right up in their faces, <laughs> so uh, that's good. <laughs> it's good that uh, it's such a pl- uh, a pleasure to watch. Um, but yeah, I, I like the way the character is written. She is um, she is not your average person, um, but she uh, um, also moves comfortably in the world of ordinary people and. Uh, you know, so that that makes her a good character for us as our, you know, as we were saying before, she's usually our, our translator or our person who speaks for us. And um, always fun to see that character get to ask the questions that we know she wants to ask. And very often yeah. the questions we want to ask, you know, like, what's the big deal about the Daleks, for example? Yeah. And um, is can I can I use the toilet? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. it's. It's not like she says what you we want to say. She'll say right. almost what we want to say, but she'll just be off one little bit to make it a little more quirky and funny. Yeah. I, I really like that about her. Yeah. And you and know what? Was, 
I really think, Claire, uh, Lee, uh, I think you just answered Clarence's question that he posed to me earlier, which was, um, you know, what about her was different for me than uh, Clara? Or, or, or actually, what, what about the doctor was different without Clara? And I think what Lee just said is an example of it was not necessarily him, but it was Pearl Mackey's Bill Potts that yeah. the chemistry between the two just just lit up for me the screen where the others two just just kind of was been there, done that. And definitely a different type of chemistry. I will agree with you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's different. And, and Lee, I think I cut you off. So what were you saying? Well, you, you have to, or I'll just keep talking continuously for 90 <laughs> minutes. But um, that's, <laughs> this is something that we know. Um, uh, I, I've been talking, uh, when we were talking about the return of uh, Dr. Mysterio, that I think that what's fun about Nardal is that he's very often the... Um, his job is to make uh, sort of comic understatements, you know, like when when the when the ghost comes through and does that spectacular rescue, you know, and fights the bad guy. And Nardal's remark is, well, he seems nice. <laughs> <You know? laughs> the, those kinds of things. And Bill, of course, goes in the other direction you know, <laughs> yeah. to to say things that perhaps we were thinking. But then again, to phrase them in a way that isn't what we expect. So uh, um, it's going to be fun to, to travel with the two of them, I think. Yeah. And and as Nordal just became the doctor's assistant at this point, he doesn't even feel like a companion in any way. He's just like he's the doctor's apprentice. I mean, assistant he's dash a talking sonic screwdriver. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah he's the ten dog. No, he's he's K nine. That's it. <laughs> well, he may be if he if he really is robotic, he could actually be. Uh, you know, you considered K <laughs> nine Mark ten, K nine Mark Nordal. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> but 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 but, but you know what? My my thing with him was he. You know, you know, well, my favorite Nordle moment in there was the, beside having to run interference for them, was um, yeah that that was funny. But the uh, end where he makes the comment of. You know the doctor doesn't you know see people crying, or you know he doesn't pay you know he doesn't want to pay attention to that. So it was almost like you're the conscience of the doctor in in some yeah. degree. Yeah. You know, it's funny you should say that. Just as I'm I'm watching uh, silently watching the episode here because um, uh, I was just looking again at probably my favorite moment in this in this episode, and we we think of the doctor as being emotionally clueless. And needing the human companions to sort of keep him grounded with the people he's supposed to be working for. But suddenly a miracle happens and Bill has all these pictures of her mother after she's been told that she that there aren't any. And as she goes through them, we at least we realize where they've come from. But didn't we realize that, though, when when all of a sudden, you know, here's this box of pictures, didn't we kind of think, oh, well, you know what he did? I, no, I, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't that far too. ahead of it. No, I, I, because yeah. that does that happens. You know, it really does. Hey, you know, I, I found this box. This could be, you know, but uh, holy Hannah, he went back in time 
so that there would be pictures of her. Yeah. Uh, who does that? So, so he's already, obviously, he's already obviously taken her under wing, you know, <laughs> he, he invests in, in Bill already. And that's, that's his, uh, I just thought that was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And I, and I'm, you know, always on record as says picking on uh, Stephen Moffat, uh, for being careless about uh, writing things, but geez, he, he can always pull out the emotional hooks like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so good. Pulling at the heart. Good on him. And yep. what did you guys think of the moment when they went into the TARDIS and she's, you know, you know, so we've got, the, so, so there's the quote unquote bad guy who may not be a bad guy or a bad thing or whatever you want to call it. And so they're getting into the TARDIS, and she thinks it's a police box. And the, you know, the the point where she turns around and sees, but she says before before that uh, that uh, let's see, she says something about um, oh, what was it? Yeah, um, well, the doc the doctor says nothing's getting through, through these doors. Doors, right? Like, yes, they're made, they're made of wood, wood. aren't they? Yeah, exactly. and they have windows. windows. That's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, that was hilarious. There's nothing to stop something from coming through here. Yeah. And when, yeah, well, like Lee said, her, her expressive face was all I really needed in that moment. Um, just, just, I was grinning when she liked to turn around and look at the TARDIS. I thought it was great. Especially oh. after she had just said, uh, you don't, uh, and I know you're not into sci-fi or I know you don't do sci-fi <laughs> and it turns around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, apparently you are. Yeah, who was it? Uh, it's funny that I can I can see David Tennant's face now, but I can't remember who was the. Is it Martha? That when when that equivalent moment happens and she says it's bigger on the inside, and he mouths it along with her. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Wait, was that Martha. was that Martha? That was Martha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just one of my favorite moments. Right and uh, did you notice? Because this was the uh, you know it's a kitchen and then it's a bathroom. Uh, did you, it, it, whoever edited that? did a fantastic job because if you notice if you, when you go back and listen to it if you didn't notice the parts when she's asking a question the mu- you know it's this grand doctor here's i am the doctor music and then she asks a question and the music stops and then he starts talking again the music comes <laughs> back up she asks another <laughs> off the wall question the music stops and then you know so it's this play back and forth with you know, uh, it is called the TARDIS. I'm trying to be and, grand here. Yes. And then she says, well, where do you go to the bathroom or whatever, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> which obviously, um, you know, they have a bathroom there, which, you know, obviously you would think that there would be. But now we know uh, that there is a bathroom in the TARDIS. Nodal robot or organic, you decide. <laughs> it could, could come back. Uh, all right, so let me ask you um, uh, something about this. What about the doctor's speech? Or his? I know I'm bouncing around, but as the doctor said in this very speech, time is not linear. So, uh, you know, what did you guys take from the whole lecture that he was presenting that spells out TARDIS? I'll let you take it, Lee. <laughs> well, I, I love that he's 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 uh, holding an audience spellbound just by his uh, uh, remarkable delivery. But yeah, it does seem to me like it's more or less gibberish. I mean, everything <laughs> that he's saying is true. 
everything that we know, these are all things that we know from, you know, as fans of the series, he, he's telling the truth. These things are just not related to each other. And, you know, what the students are supposed to be gaining from this, apart from having their, their minds blown is, uh, is a little difficult to tell. Um, you know, I, I actually, it's one of those moments where I stepped out of watching the show and became, um, uh, it was sort of thinking about the production of the show. And I was just looking at all those extras sitting out there and, and thinking, <laughs> man, wouldn't you like to have done that day where your uh, job is just to sit there and listen to Peter Capaldi do that scene? <laughs> oh, that would be cool. I would have be one of those people. So. Now, the outside, uh, you know, I, I, I want to say this about the, uh, the, the, you know, the, the place where they're shooting this. The outside, when they were out there at night or even in the day, it reminded me a little bit of where young Danny Pink that when they went uh, into, you know, that episode where there was the thing under the blanket, I don't remember the name of the episode, but it was when they saw mm-hmm. young Danny Pink as a kid, uh, right. that, that outside looked the same outside, like the same exterior of the building. But, but let me ask you guys a question and I not getting into what's, you know, being held in the vault or whatever, but, how is he teaching random stuff at this random university? You know, how, what's going on there? Yeah. As a university professor, that's of course what I was wondering. (laughs) I was thinking, well, students are signing up for something. I mean, they're paying a tuition here. He has to, they have to get a grade of some kind at the end of this. What's the, yeah. But you know, I, I, Try not to to get too caught up in the nuts and bolts of something like that. But you know he he's been teaching there. It's fine. Let's go. Let's move ahead. But uh, what, what's your what's your thought about that? What? I, that, well, that well Clarence, work? what do you think? Before I give my two bits, well, you could be like a philosopher or something. I don't know. I mean, can't you get around with some gibberish in that class? Yeah. Not to say they they're not well educated, but. <laughs> uh, Back to your question before about just attending a class where, you know, he's not really saying much and how does he hold that? A a lot of free thinkers or people that draw a crowd are those type of eccentric thinking people. So not to say that everything that he says can't be understood or not. We don't know. We only have the short clip. But I can see where people will be drawn to somebody who talks uh, like he's from another world and um, about these great things. Uh, so I, I, I can see why students will be drawn to that and maybe even why Bill was drawn to it. Mm-hmm. All right. So here's here's my thing. Yes, I agree with what both of you said. Very valid points. But I'm looking at it more from, and, and I don't want this to come off as being cynical, but it may well be. I'm looking at it more from the perspective of really into uh, the how, you know, and and I know, Lee, you made the point of, you know, trying not to think too literal into things. But I think that for this particular case, thinking the literal is going to wind up being part of the story because that ties into the next thing I want to talk about, which is, there's something in a vault under yeah. or it's somewhere on campus. Mm-hmm. What? So, so my, my, my point being vault plus doctor equals position. Yeah. It's clear that that's why he's, 
he has to have been there for 50 years. He's either become the, the, um, the guardian of this thing, which, which has Gallifrey and writing all over it. Correct. Um, um, but yeah, it doesn't answer the question of how he's, uh, how he's, uh, (laughs) (laughs) what, what these students are being graded on. Right. No, 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 you're right. You're right. From the, from that perspective. No. And, you know, I know I'm just spouting, you know, thoughts here, but um, that makes me wonder what type of university, what type of school this is, because you go back and you look at some of the interactions that we have seen between Bill and between the doctor, even, even what we've already talked about. Some of these things... If you look at it a second time or watch it a second time, for me, didn't quite add up. And I'll give you an example. There is a point uh, early, about early on or almost halfway through the episode where the Doctor and Nordal are down with the vault. And the first thing I noticed was she goes to the door and the door just opens for her. She comes on in, but then they explain Oh, well, the the door knew you were friendly. Well, they yeah. knew a friendly being may not have, they may, let's assume that they didn't know that it was uh, Bill, even though they could have assumed it was Bill. There was still somebody that went in there, but they didn't follow and find out who this person was. So that just, it, it was almost like you were pointing Bill into the direction. And if so, why are they pointing her in this direction? Nah, I don't. I don't know. Maybe that's reading into it a little too much. I, I get what you're saying, though. I get what mm-hmm. you're saying. Yeah, it'll they be interesting to see. Yeah, I, I, I don't yeah. see why. I mean, he does ask the question. Well, well, what do you have the security set to? And he said friendly, like you just said. But I don't know if that was them baiting her in there for a certain reason. But. Uh, knowing who our showrunner is, it could be. So I, I wouldn't put nothing past them. Well, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I really, really, really do not want her to be the most special person in the universe. No, <laughs> no, I do not either. I do but, not either. But, but Clarence is right. Knowing this showrunner, <laughs> yeah, it could be. And, the reason why they're there is because of her. So, and considering the fact that with this, let's you know, forget being changing of the Doctor. This is changing of the guard for showrunners. So. If Moffat has done things that have, you know, some have been misses, but for the most part, if you look back over his tenure, have he's got a pretty strong hit record. If you, you know, um, some people like Moffat, some people don't, and et cetera and so forth. But if you look at his record, he has more hits than he has misses. So I still say it's true. that he's going to go out with a bang. He's going to give something to where if all works out correct people will remember Stephen Moffat for that fantastic season 10 Mm -hmm. of Doctor Who Mm -hmm. I hope so man I hope you're right so what did you guys think of the and again I won't call it the bad guy but the 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 oil let's call it what did you guys think of the puddled (sighs) oil man the worst part of the episode by far um, in my opinion I enjoyed the first half of the show, but when we actually dove into the antagonists or 
I guess you like you said, not true enemy uh, of this episode that we find out later. It was just like totally uninteresting to me. I mean, I just didn't it, it, it just didn't hit me. Lee, what do you think? I think that that's uh, I felt kind of felt the same way. And I, I think that that's that's deliberate is that when we're uh, I think very often when we're tasked with introducing a new doctor or introducing a new companion that um, the whoever's running the show uh, sort of dials back the rest of the story to a certain extent, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking yeah. I'm thinking of Prisoner Zero has escaped, for example. Um, that's not what I remember about <laughs> about the first uh, of the the Matt Smiths. You know, it's Prisoner Zero, not really. Um, a lot of that was still ingenious, I thought. But you know, it's it's just not time right now. We're trying to get to understand who the Doctor and Amy are, um, and so on and so on. You know, I I think that that's been done lots of other times. But you know, I will say that this is a a, a, a Moffat trademark is to make us. Um, uh, afraid of commonplace things, right? That we're, we're, we're scared of Christmas. We're scared of having sand in your eye. We're scared of blinking. We're scared of water trickling down the stairs. Yeah. Right? You know, it's, you know, it's, it's always the way uh, bringing us something into juxtaposition so that it's now uh, different than what it was. You know, I almost felt like it was a scene, you know, when, when, when Bill goes, uh, back to the um, apartment flat, whatever you want to call it. And they, uh, you know, she's the foster mom gives her a call and she hears the water, the shower running. And I'm thinking, mm. okay, now you're going to make people afraid of showers. Yes. Psycho. <laughs> exactly. you know, yeah. Yeah. Just kind of in reverse. Instead of you being in the shower, you're hearing a shower. <laughs> do you right. guys, do you guys think the whole relationship aspect of, of this, uh, Frenemy, <laughs> not really enemy. Yeah. In in this in this episode was a little bit too on the nose. Oh, I I really liked that. I thought that was really compelling. You know, what it made me think of was, um, well, I guess spoilers for people who haven't seen all of Class, but but for for where people are now as the show is starting to be be shown in the U.S., um, um, th- there is a class coming up where people are being uh, lured into uh, a trap by people that they. Uh, uh, are are strongly emotionally connected oh, to, yeah. and that and that really that's really a heart wrenching. And and I thought that uh, the Moffat used that to good advantage here too. Is that the attraction between these two women is still there, even though that's not her anymore. It's like that's yeah. all that's left of her was, yeah. you know, her, her 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 desire to connect with Bill, and and that's so so sad. And and I, to me that that really worked. That was the thing I liked best about that. And I think it was also an element that was added to allow Bill just to not have the doctor figure it out for her because she's the one that figured out why she was being followed. And right. and if you had not have had that interaction between her and the human uh cavity or you know person yeah, or whatever what was left of Heather. Yeah, yeah the, what was left of Heather um you, she she would not have had that foreknowledge or that insight to say, oh, I think I know what what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right, and that's a real important moment for introducing a companion is, uh, you know, to have her figure out something that the doctor hasn't figured out. You know, good honor. Yeah, that's great. So let me say this: the the thing about the you know sentient oil that was confusing at the beginning when they were when when you heard this target you know pilot uh identified pilot mm. and you know uh, uh, engaged you see it, it's it's almost like the 
all is the other side of a mirror and you see this hand yeah. or whatever reaching, that mm-hmm. just didn't jive with what it became, which was, you know, this this sentient and I know that could have been the sentient all representation too, but it just it almost seemed like you started off with it being one type of bad guy and then it morphed into something else throughout the story. Yeah, that's a very robotic response that it gave. And for it to mm-hmm. simply be this kind of goo or oil that kind of mm-hmm. consumes this person, it, it seems like it, they were off the mark on that. Well, I'm going to make a prediction. I predict the oil or whatever it was will return. And and the reason I, I, uh, reason I say that is it traveled through time. Mm. Yes. Um Ian is Ian, right? Ian Bissett from yes. the Colton Collective. Yes, he he made a very good point about Heather, and I don't know if you guys noticed this as as well. Uh, supposedly, she just had a deformity in her eye, but he he made this point. And I agree with him. It looked too alien to just be simply be a deformity of some type. So I, I wish if that was the case, it would have looked a little more normal. But it was just like a straight up star in her eye. Yeah, that, it was. Yeah, yeah. Very geometric. Very. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. that doesn't happen organically. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. do you know? You know, they changed the name. The original title uh, for this episode was "A Star in Your Eye," mm. and then really? they changed it about three or four weeks ago to the pilot. Mm. Interesting. Very interesting. Things that yeah. make you go, hmm. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now we were talking about them going through time. The um, place where they went uh, when they, you know, uh, traveled uh, into the future and went to another planet, it looked a lot like an, uh, the planet of the Ood from the, uh, you know, the set or, or the location or wherever. It looked like the planet of the Ood. Of course, huh. it didn't. It wasn't snowing, but but the but the geometric shapes in the background of the landscape reminded me of, <coughs> excuse me, the planet of the Ood. Mm. And it's someplace in Wales, I'm sure, <laughs> with with some CG. But yeah, uh, yeah. Exactly. Right. exactly. And it was what, it, and, and he said it was well, we're 33 million years in the future, or something like that. Yeah, so. and maybe the Ood no longer exists at that point. That's why it looks uh, different. Uh, there. Well, yeah. There. Uh, <laughs> uh, just another real uh, quick point on the TARDIS when uh, they first well it might have been the second trip when they actually went to Australia and, then, and she was like have we time travel she's like he's like no we just went, came to Australia I'm like come on doc <laughs> Play, <laughs> playing with time with it like that but yeah they went to the other side of the planet and and uh, it was daytime so I thought that was that's pretty still funny. time travel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah yes, it is. just terrestrial time travel. <laughs> that's it. It's, it still counts. You know, um, <laughs> we talked about the TARDIS earlier, and some of the questions that uh, Bill asked. One of my favorite was, you know, TARDIS. Why would you name your box in English? It wouldn't work in any other language. Why did you do that? That's right. And then the Doctor makes some comment of, you know, nobody usually asks that question. Mm-hmm. And and it's something that I think we've <laughs> said on Podshot before, which was you know, TARDIS doesn't make sense if it's that's it's it's in in English. 
but who knows? Yeah. yeah. And fans of classic series know that, uh, at least according to her, Susan invented that. Exactly. Anyway. So as she's growing up on earth, so that actually makes some internal logic, but, but then we had to sort of retcon that as the years went by when we, we, when we went to Gallifrey and we heard other time Lords refer to the, the time travels <laughs> as Tardises. Okay. So, so either her idea spread you know, throughout all space. time and space, or <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, nope, um, I, ha- I, I, I have it. I, I, I figured it out. It makes perfect sense now. Okay, so we know that the TARDIS has a tr- uh, translation matrix, yes? Yes. All right, and the only thing that the TARDIS uh, can't translate is Old High Gallifreyan. So anything, right? Okay. So if the uh, but Susan, being from Gallifrey, can interpret Gallifreyan. So what Susan does is she uh, translates Gallifreyan into the language that she is speaking at the time, which they were in England and an unearthly child. So in effect, by her translating the, a Gallifreyan word into English. In fact, she did name it T-A-R-D-I-S, Time and Relative Dimensions in Space, because she translated it first to our knowledge of uh, Time Lord technology. There you That's go. That's brilliant. I'll buy it. Okay, and it, and then it will turn out later that actually that wasn't new. That's what everybody's always called it for the same reason. <laughs> yeah, but she's go. young; she doesn't know that she didn't make up something new. It, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it all fits. Also, cool how um, again Bill asking the questions what we will lo- that we would love to ask. Um, they were saying before this episode came out that it it would be a good episode for a newcomer, and I thought there was in a lot of cases. Uh, her asking why the TARDIS looked like a phone box and all this stuff. I I thought that was just great mm-hmm. for someone jumping in for the first time because you can ask Kyle. Those are the questions I came to him and were puzzled about for the longest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. add in the fact that it's been two years technically since uh, we've seen Doctor Who as a series, you're going to have new people coming into it like, oh, this is cool. What's this? Yeah. Which, incidentally, I think goes back to your earlier question about why the BBC seems so uh, profligate with their uh, their uh, leaks and spoilers. Because I think they, they, they now have this embarrassing situation that they're, the, the show that's supposed to be the jewel in their crown has been neglected for so long. So the onus is here. They, we, we need an episode that's going to bring new fans aboard. And we also need to absolutely blizzard the media with everything that we've got. <laughs> you know, so the subtext of all of that is, please watch Doctor Who, somebody please. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I'm going to mention a moment that actually is a uh, Clara moment since I talked badly about our, our saying, you know, that I was glad that the Clara era was over, but the moment when the doctor is about to do the same as he did with Donna to Bill at the end of the episode, did you guys notice, did did you recognize the music? 
Uh, not consciously, no. All right, go back and yeah. listen to you're, it. You're not supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. It is, um, it's the Clara theme. It's the same yeah. theme that he was playing on the guitar, which is the same theme okay. that every time there was a Clara something throughout the, yeah. uh, that was her theme. They played <laughs> that in the background when Bill is saying, but imagine, imagine if someone did this to you, and then he changes his mind. That's what they're playing in the background. Interesting. So you you have Clara in the moment without actually having you know. Well, remember when you did this to Clara? The the music was supposed to subconsciously remind you of that, which I thought was very cool. So, guys, let me ask you a question on a scale of one to five, and Lee, I'll let you take this first. How would but you? Before, oh, go, before, go, go before for we do ratings, let me just bring up one one more thing that kind of really got on my nerves. Okay. The um, okay, he said to get rid of water or whatever this liquid enemy from here, whatever. <laughs> we're gonna go through the fire, the but ultimate the fi- fire. But the fire was a Dalek. What? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was a well, dumb dumb excuse to bring a Dalek on the episode. It made no sense. I didn't. No. I did not like that part of the episode at all. And even for us as fans of the classic series, we could say, well, what he's doing is he's taking them into the heart of the, the Dalek-Movellan War. Okay, we've been told before that that was the biggest you know, conflict that the galaxy's ever known. Didn't really look like it from the episode, so <laughs> yeah, he brought her all this way so she could get shot by a Dalek. Yeah, I'm with Clarence. What? <laughs> well, see, they what? had to use really? that. Now, see, I got it. They had to use that footage because they had already <laughs> shot the introducing Bill segment because that is exactly the same outfit and uh, whatever that yeah. she had on in that oh, segment. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so they just said, okay, well, let's just you know throw in a little bit more which i thought that was going to be in the in the episode but it wasn't no it's really true i think this is a really well written episode and so much of about it is just spot on and then there's that just (laughs) really (laughs) oh wait we can't go through the heart of a son or something yeah no she's gonna get shot by a dalek okay no oh norta was great in this scene too uh when he changed his mind and said we're going through the heart of fire or whatever, whatever statement he made, yeah, uh, I was like, no! Yeah. <laughs> it was so <laughs> He knows exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> so, guys, uh, back to our one to f- uh, five. Lee, what do you think? I'm going to give it four and a half, just to, and, and the only ding is because of, uh, I, I didn't buy the whole, um, you know, the, the necessity of going to the middle of the dalek Movellan War. <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> You know, that was just so we could see the Movellans again for a second. Like, yeah, okay, <laughs> that's silly. <laughs> it was just silly. But um, uh, and as a giant fan of Back to the Future, I appreciated the fact that the last words spoken in the episode were a deliberate reference to Back to the Future. So good on them for that too. Um, yeah, I just loved it. I was so happy. Love Bill. Love, love, love Bill. And I and I can't remember when I've enjoyed the Doctor himself so much. So, you know, I, I'm really, really happy with it. All right, well, Clarence. What do you say? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm right in the same range. Lee is uh, three, three and a half. I really, really enjoyed the first uh, three quarters of the episode. I thought it was fantastic. I loved seeing Bill. I loved her asking those questions that we all want to know or want to hear answered again. Um, and I loved her emotion. Uh, I thought her acting was really, really good. Uh, I enjoyed the quirkiness of Nordle and um, 
the doctors to me uh he did he did a pretty good job as well i enjoyed capaldi in this as well so um yeah overall i enjoyed this episode and i i I really think you know again if somebody's trying to get in it's a good one to jump on jump in on so cow what about you sir all right so before i give mine i'm going to say this we did a uh, poll on Twitter asking people, did you like um, the pilot? Yes. Did you like it? No. Or have you not seen it? And of our votes that we had on the Twitter question, uh, 88% of people said yes, 6% said they did not like, and 6% said they had not seen it. So overwhelmingly, the people that voted said that they did like. So said that and on our webpage there were two people that voted on the similar poll giving it uh five four three two one there were two people that voted with fives so um anybody want to guess what my vote's going to be <laughs> you mean you're going with the majority oh i'm going with <laughs> with the kyle jordy and okay good uh, the kyle jordy is going to say i'm going to give it five out of five Wow. Yep. Uh, and I will praise. tell you why. I enjoy. I because had, there's a picture of River Song on his desk. <laughs> very good. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a definite, you know, uh, 4.999% as, <laughs> out of my five. Um, right. The other 1% was Susan. No, but, but seriously, um, this was the first time in a while. And I will probably say since the day. The day or the time of the doctor that I have actually had fun watching Doctor Who, yeah. and and that, that I mean that yeah. that for that alone, I give it a yeah. um, five, com, you know, complete five. So there but why we go. Are you running like a penguin. <laughs> <laughs> which which you know is a inside joke. Uh, if you're a fan of the comics, the sixth Doctor had a um, penguin as a uh, companion in the comic. So That's right. There what? you go. And, uh, and Big Finish. And, and in Big Finish, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it actually started in Big Finish, cause, because why not, you know? And you know what? That's going, and once again, I'm going to go back to Hulanta, the simple fact of we're going to get to see the Sixth Doctor, uh, not Ian Bissett. I would like to meet Ian Bissett, as well, you know, Twitter handle the Sixth Doctor, but <laughs> the actual Sixth Doctor, Colin Baker, that's just cool. Oh, yeah. It is. Alright, so gentlemen, would you uh, like to share before we wrap anything else that you're working on uh, that you would like to share? Uh, Lee, you, you have anything? Um, just keep pushing people to uh, relativitypodcast.com see what's uh, see what's going on there right now we're in a we're in a holding pattern but uh new things are happening soon and if you haven't listened to the whole show um to all 10 episodes of relativity so far there is uh now a little player that makes it a lot easier to just start at the beginning and just let it roll each episode is about 10 minutes long so you could listen to the whole shooting match in about 100 minutes <laughs> cool and why don't you why don't you? All right. So, Clarence, what else are you working on? Where else can you be found? Well, first off, since Lee's so too nice, I will say it. Go to patreon.com slash relativity and support the podcast. It's great. And I just, again, can't wait for new episodes. So um, other than that, I will just point people to techpedition.com. 
Um, you know, we're keeping it up with the geeky tech talk, um, talking about processors and computers and things like that lately. A little anime on the side. Um, the latest episode is uh, All I Hear is Joker. And uh, yeah, lots of fun. So check it out. All right. So l- let me make a comment on um, something that I think Carrie asked in the latest uh, tech edition, the one you're just referring to. He made a question or he, he posed a question about uh, the gladiator from the um, Thor Ragnarok trailer. And I yeah. don't think I finished answering that in episode 41, if, if I remember correctly. Um, that was the Hulk was sent to this planet actually by people like Iron Man, uh, Reed Richards, Captain America, you know, that, that Dr. Strange, all of them. They basically decided that the Hulk was too dangerous, so they shot him into space, and he winds up on this planet, and this gladiator planet is where he winds up obviously that's not how he gets there in the movie but that's where that um, gladiator storyline comes from well that's pretty heartless <laughs> yeah it was and he was let to say he was ticked off um whenever he came back i will just say um the storyline of him coming back after that after he um you know escapes is um called world war hulk so yeah he was ticked off yeah <laughs> he responds about like you would think he would absolutely <laughs> yes, hulk exactly, yeah. hulk smash <laughs> yeah exactly all right well guys it has been a pleasure and uh for anybody listening we will be weekly uh, for the duration of uh, series 10 Lee won't be able to be with us next week, but we will be joined again by Angie Meadows, and she was previously, you know, on talking about her TARDIS. So we will welcome back Angie next week. And gentlemen, since we don't have anything else to talk about other than <laughs> uh, for the evening, we are going to say that we are out of here. You've been listening to the Discussing Who podcast. Discussing Who is made by fans for fans. No copyright infringement is intended. Show us your fans of the show by liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter. You can find us on the web at www.discussingwho.com. Want more Discussing Who? Find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Player FM, the Doctor Who Podshock Alliance, and more. Send us your feedback to discussingwho at gmail.com, or if you'd like, simply record a voice message and send that to us via your smartphone, tablet, or computer. We want to hear from you.